Welcome to a God Shift podcast, where we move you from disruption and delay into a greater destiny, expectancy, and possibility. I'm your host, Shana Rattler, and I'm a minister, author, and sought-after speaker. Join myself and other leaders who unapologetically share their story of when their life collided with God's purpose and put them on the path that was designed for them. You will learn how to bounce back from setbacks, disappointments, and uncertainty, and unlock the door to confidence move into your next chapter. everyone and welcome back to another episode of A God Shift. I am your host, Shana Rattler. I am so thrilled that you are here today, but before we get started, I would love if you would do me a favor. It's real simple though. All I want you to do is to take a screenshot of wherever it is that you were listening to this episode. And with that screenshot, I want you to post it on your social media, tag us here at A God Shift. And then I simply just want to hear your biggest aha moment or your biggest takeaway from this episode. I do that because I recognize that the more times that these shows are shared, the more people we can reach to recognize that there is hope on the other side of what it is that they are going through. Because... Trust me, I'm not telling you anything you don't know. People's lives and the world around us are in chaos. (laughs) And so people need hope on the other side of what they're going through, and they need to find God in the middle of what they are going through. So in advance, I appreciate you for sharing this episode. All right. I am going to read my guest's bio, and I'm not going to read all of it because I don't want some of it to be told, but we will get started with this conversation. So my guest today is a passionate leader of change who strives to inspire others to live authentically and in alignment with their own personal values. She is a free spirit who doesn't identify with a job title, but she makes money as a licensed real estate broker, a residential boutique brokerage owner, and as a real estate investor. When she's not writing or podcasting, she's usually hiding out from society by traveling or wandering the mountains with her three beagles and rescue dog. She and her husband are a Brady Bunch blended family of six. They have five adult kids and one remaining 13-year-old they are afraid won't survive. She is giving them a run for their money. Welcome to the show, Tracy Miller. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. I'm so excited that you're here. So before we get into this conversation of a God shift, I want to just define it for a moment. To give a little bit of context for the conversation. So my definition of a Godship is the moment a disruption in our lives collides with God's purpose, but then that moves us into greater possibility. And I believe that God uses unexpected circumstances. He uses these disruptions to get our attention so that he then can invite us into the light that he has planned for us. So Tracy, I would love if you could share a time with us that you've actually had to overcome some form of disruption in order to get to where you are today. Yeah, absolutely. I think that my disruption came while sitting on the beaches of Costa Rica. (laughs) That sounds amazing. Like it's maybe not so much of a disruption, but- Hey, disruptions aren't always negative. (laughs) But it, and it probably was, it just, the realization came to me when I finally got quiet enough on the beaches of Costa Rica, when I realized that I was so far past the point of burnout in my career, that it was time to make some changes. Um, I, you know, was in a life that was so fast paced, so driven by other people's needs and wants and attached to technology 
you know, e- a modern day, modern day business attached to a cell phone, email, Instagram, Facebook, all of the different entities pulling me every direction, seven days a week, 365 days a year, 16 yeah. hour days. Uh, and I was tired. I was so tired. I started to see a decline in my health. I started to have, you know, some, some scares with my heart. I started to have, um, I wouldn't say a breakdown in my family, but I, I, looking back on it, I think it was just a little bit of denial that I was starting to see some breakdown in my family. And, um, my heart was just not in my business anymore. I was so burnt out that I had no passion, no flame, no desire to serve any longer in the capacity, which at that time was, um, I was a real estate sales broker. So that means I was buying and selling for clients with clients. Uh, And then I also owned a a boutique um, real estate company. So I was supervising 11 agents and all of their clients as well. And then my husband and I have a um, construction company where we buy and renovate um, properties and then we hold them for rentals. So I was managing all of that every day, all day. And we took a vacation. We had it planned, which was new to us. We had, you know, this was seven years of hustle, hustle, hustle. And the previous year, we finally took a vacation and saw the the value in it. And this year, we had to cancel our first one, too busy, death in the family, and finally yeah. We are making this happen and right. sitting on the beaches of Costa Rica. It dawned on me that this quiet, this slowness is normal. My life was not normal. And I went home and I made some huge and drastic changes to create the life that I felt I was really supposed to be moving towards. It was, it was the wake up call for me. Yeah. I want to point out two different things that you said. Number one, you talked about burnout. And interestingly enough, I won't spend too much time on this for the sake of the length of the episode, but when God called me to ministry, I spent, this was before I was calling it a Godship. I spent probably the first year teaching how to overcome burnout. And I would always say, if you want to get on the other side of burnout, a Godship is required. And that brings me to the second thing that you said, when we find ourselves in the middle of a God shift moment, we have to stop and ask ourselves, Lord, what do you want me to see? What do you need me to learn? And for some of us, where is it that you need me next? But if you're not quiet, yes. then you I say all the time, you can't follow instructions that you can't first hear. And people's lives are inundated with so many messages these days. Back in 2017, I read a statistic, and so we know the number is higher now, that we were exposed to 10,000 messages a day. So no wonder we can't hear God's voice because the world is giving us so many messages. Our families are giving us so many messages. Our own internal subconscious mind is sending us all these messages. And so if you're listening to this right now and you feel like you're in the middle of a disruption and you're asking yourself the what the heck is going on question, the very first thing that you have to do is you have to spend some time getting quiet and getting still because that's going to put you in the best position to be able to move through this positively and not get stuck, which we're going to talk about a little bit later. So what would you say you learned from all of this? Uh, From that, definitely the take-home message was you've got to take care of yourself first. And for me, that is through meditation, through quiet time. 
Um, because you know, if you're not, you're, you're not able to fulfill your, your life's purpose. You're not even, you're not even able to get to your life's purpose if you're not taking care of yourself first, because you know, the, the old saying you can't pour from an empty cup, Correct. well, you know, the, the universe provides for us when we're moving towards our life purpose in great abundance. And we're not able to pour from a full cup if we don't first take care of ourselves, which has been my complete mission for the last six months. Yeah. And dare I say, take care of ourselves. Our mind immediately goes to our physical bodies, but our mental health is even in many ways, even more important than our mental health. Cause the Bible even tells us that so a man thinketh is he. And when I was in the healthcare field, there's a term called psychosomatic. And when you're actually thinking bad thoughts and you have negative mental health, you're eventually going to see the manifestation of that in your physical health as well. And so I I like to look at our lives as, as a wheel and, you know, we have our health, we have our wealth, we have our relationships, we have our spirituality, like we need to be whole and well holistically. And not just in our physical health, because I think sometimes that's what gets the most attention, especially in this day and time and in America, because many of us are doing it for vanity reasons and to keep up with social media, but we've got to take care of ourselves holistically. And so would you say that there were things in your life that you kind of touched on kind of the spectrum of your life, or were you primarily focusing on some of those physical things that you had seen begin to occur? Yeah, great question. Definitely the mental capacity first. And I love what you just said about that too, because I feel like you can see and feel physical, others can see and feel physical ailments when that's starting to fail. In your mind, a lot of, you know, you can't see when others are suffering. So people don't necessarily reach out on that. But that is, that's the focus that I put my attention on was getting my own nervous system taking care of my mental capacity. And with that spirituality as well, I, you know, I allowed it to finally blossom. I had been in, I wouldn't say denial of spirituality, but it was just, I was not raised in that capacity. And it was something that I was raised thinking, you know, you've got to save yourself. You've got to like, no, no God is coming to. Yeah. Nobody's coming. (laughs) You've got to save yourself. Nobody's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, it was kind of a fairy tale Santa Claus theory to me. So I, you know, I got quiet enough and heard the messages that there, you know, there really is something out there greater than me that's guiding. And that is what I've put the majority of my work into is developing a spiritual path for myself and just embracing that, that and my mental health for sure. Yeah. I love that you use the word embrace because Part of my old tagline used to begin by saying, embrace disruption. Mm. And sometimes people are like, what do you mean embrace? Because the disruption that I'm going through is so traumatic. It's so negative. It's so heavy. How in the world do you expect me to embrace it? But one of the things that I know for sure, Tracy, is that God is very strategic. And the disruptions that are in your life, he was very intentional about that specific disruption. For me, it was if I'm going to pay attention to being called to ministry, I'm going to have to have everything around me dry up. My successful business and in, in rich life, if I can just call it that, uh, was not going to be able to continue if he was going to get my attention to call me in that direction because I was going nowhere in that direction. Now, I, I went to church. I served in the church. I was God's girl. I wasn't. I just wasn't out here running a, a heathen path, but I wasn't anywhere. I was in the marketplace. I was teaching people how to land sponsors. I was teaching people how to get contracts. I wasn't teaching the gospel, right? right. And so 
when God allows a disruption to happen in our lives, he really wants it to be a tool that can move our lives forward. But oftentimes it allows us, we we allow it to get us stuck instead of using it as the tool that it was designed to be. So in your experience, especially working with a lot of people, managing a lot of people over the years, what have you noticed are some of the most common barriers that allows people to put themselves in a position where that disruption doesn't become a tool, it actually becomes something that keeps them stuck? Yeah, so I would say just, you know, I attachment to what is right now, you know, looking for comfort in spirituality and God looking for comfort rather than, like you said, that tool, the, the message that I was receiving loud and clear was that it was time to move on in. If I was to desperately cling to what I knew and just have comfort to survive the burnout I would not, I would still be selling real estate. I would still still be doing what I was doing for the past seven years. Like clearly the message that I was receiving is that you are meant for more and there's something else. Like you've used the tools that were put in, in front of you, which for me, I feel like real estate was the financial means to get to the next step of what it is I'm supposed to do. But let go of that identity. Like I cannot be Tracy Miller, the real estate broker anymore because there's something else out there. Uh, And people just, they tend to cling to what they know. They cling to what is comfortable. They cling to what is safe and whatever it is that I'm being called to. I'm, I'm definitely in the middle of a transformation towards something. I'm receiving all sorts of of messages. I'm actually leaving for Nepal in October for a month. And I don't know why people ask me, they're like, why are you going to Nepal? I had the choice to, I'm going to, to, to do some charity work. And I had the choice between that Costa Rica and Bali. And I'm like, they're like, why are you picking Nepal? I don't know. Something's telling me there's something there. Um, So the bravery and the courage to just set down what's, you know, I always, I, I heard a, Kyle Cease is a comedian, amazing. He had a podcast and I heard a message where he said, you you know, if your hands are full with what it is you're trying to cling to, that's very oftentimes the thing that you need to set down so that your hands are open to receive what's next. Yeah. And I feel like that is the number one thing that just hold pe- that holds people back from shifting through to the other side or to greatness, whatever their greatness is. Yeah, you know. Comfort is a dangerous thing. And people, you know, we've been told all the time in business and in life that, you know, growth is outside of our comfort zones. But number one, um, stop trying to be a person that never goes through anything. You know what I mean? Like get comfortable being uncomfortable because most of the life with God is a faith walk. Most of the life with God, I think about Psalms 119 and 105, and it says the word will be a light unto our a lamp into our feet and a light into our path. He never promised us a light into the distance. And very rarely, at least in my 46 years of living, very, I'm not 46, I'm 45. Let me back up. In my 45 years of living, he usually doesn't show us the entire staircase. And so we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable if we are going to get to where it is that God needs us next, because oftentimes it's not going to be comfortable. It's not going to be convenient and it's going to come with a lot of uncertainty. So get used to it. Um, If not, just say you want to stay stuck. That's all right too. 
Well, it's not yeah. all right. But if you're not willing to get uncomfortable, if you're not willing to take steps, even when those steps are laced with uncertainty, you're essentially saying, I'm okay with nothing changing. And I'm okay with everything being and staying exactly like it is right now. And that should not be okay for your lives. So Tracy, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're actually going to share some tips and advice of how people can begin to overcome the disruptions in their life. We'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by the free guide, When God Says Shift. Inside, you'll discover the four shifts required to reveal God's plan to ditch disruption or delay and get his blessings faster. Head to GodSaysShift.com to access it now. All right. So overcoming burnout is a major disruption. When when I get interviewed and people ask me, like, what are some of the signs that you need a God shift? One of the things that I say is you're overwhelmed or burned out. Like that is a primary indication that you are in need of a God shift and that God is trying to get your attention to say, listen, you either need to slow down and back up. Maybe it's time for a pause or maybe it's time to go in a different direction. And sometimes it's not always what it is that we're doing, like professionally. Sometimes it's finding more balance in our lives. Sometimes it's, you know, working more on our character and becoming who it is that he needs us for the next season. But Tracy, if someone is listening to this episode and they're saying, I want to overcome disruption and I want to shift my life in a positive direction like the two of you have done, um, but I'm still struggling to do so, what would be the advice that you would give them or your best tip? Yeah, the best one I think that would be applicable to anyone because, you know, not everyone can just make this big change like I did, giving up my basically my entire business. Not everyone gets to do that. So I would say anybody and everybody can start with a morning routine. Yeah. Having waking up in the morning at a set time with intention, with a goal to put yourself first for that half hour, 15 minutes, hour, whatever it is that you have. And if you can combine that with nature, whether it's sitting outside on your front porch, if it's going for a walk around the block, um, even just if you're in an apartment, putting music on in the background with the sound of birds or wind, and just do some do something that is filling fulfilling to you in a way that it involves quiet. So for me, it's meditation with a little sound bath in the background, um, something for yourself, and and ask the universe, ask God what it is that, you know, is needed from you for that day and go forward and make your decisions and your, your choices and your actions for that day in alignment with the intention that you set for that day. Um, it, it gives you balance throughout the day. It gives you kind of a mission throughout the day. And it gives you just that sense that you're in control yeah. because you set the intention for how you want. your yeah. day. Set the tone for how you want your day to go. You know, it's like, when you wake up and you step in the cat pee or you, you know, don't have, you know, it throws your whole day off. And so if you're intentional about setting the tone for your, for your day, if you're intentional about, like you said, be quiet so you can hear, Lord, what is it that you want me to do today? What you don't do is grab your phone. Don't yes. stretch and grab your phone. Don't stretch and check your email. Don't stretch and, you know, all the, all the things, because it really is going to set the trajectory of your mindset because yeah. everything starts with your thoughts and then your thoughts influence your actions and then your actions become your reality. And so we really have to be mindful of what it is that we are 
are doing first thing in the morning. I'm a firm, firm believer in that. So I read in your bio that you're a writer and you're a podcaster. So tell us a little bit about your writing and your podcast. Yeah. So my podcast is Clock Out Vicarious Life. And it is basically all about not living for a career, not living necessarily, not living conventionally. I shouldn't even say career, but a lot of my people come here with very atypical career paths and yeah. it's, it's living a life of purpose, something that you're being called to. Um, it's it's really fun. I mean, I interviewed a, a Bigfoot investigator, you know, who didn't, who knew that that could be a career path, but it's something are out there doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I just dig into how they manage that life. Like, how do you afford to be able to live that dream or live that that um, purpose. So it's really fun. Um, my writing, I'm working on a couple different books right now. It has been my shift and, and my calling to shift away from the masculine side of go, 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 business, 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 and really get in touch with the creative side of, of my soul. So writing for me, um, I've been doing some, some magazine writing, some freelance. I'm working on a couple different books and it's really been my therapy. So uh, working on a novel, working on a book on burnout, memoir style. And yes. I, I love that. So where have they find you on social media? Yeah, the best place would be clock out underscore TLV on Facebook and TLV stands for the vicarious TVL. I'm sorry, the vicarious life. Um, and then I'm on Instagram, same, same code and Facebook. And then my website for my podcast is www.clockoutvicariouslifepodcast.com. And it has the links to all my social there as well. Perfect. Well, I'm going to make sure that all of those links are in the show notes. So all they have to do is click it. Thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you sharing this nugget. And audience, I want you to share, share, share these nuggets with your people as well, because you know some people that are burned out. You know some people that are burning at both ends of the stick, and that is ruining their lives and is could potentially be costing them their destiny. So please share, share, share. I also hope that you will go back and listen to previous and future episodes as well. So everyone, and have a great day. Bye-bye. I want to thank you for listening to the God Shift Podcast. If you have enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and leave a review. And remember to put God first and everything will fall into place.